Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Heart of a mom or a nurturer. And we're going to find out what Paul has to do with all of this. I hope it is a blessing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord, for, for putting things in our hearts as we speak to you, Father. Your word speaks to us and, and changes us and motivates us, Father. So I ask that you take over. Take over my nerves. Take over my mind. Help me, Lord, to share from my heart what you want to say today in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I go on, though, I do want to say it is such a blessing to invest in children. When your kids are little, you're like, oh, my goodness, here he comes again. He wants another cracker. When they, they, they don't leave you alone when you go to the bathroom. They, you're trying to take a shower, and there comes the door. Someone at the door again. Kids, oh my goodness. But listen, I'm here to tell you, I have kids, kids that are in their 20s, and it is so nice when they become caring, loving individuals. And I didn't want to embarrass my kids because they don't like to be embarrassed, but I want to embarrass my son, Aaron Benjamin Clark, who's sitting way in the back, who likes to, yeah, he likes to keep it low-key. That child found a beautiful restaurant last night. That I, He knows I love Greek food. He found a restaurant in Philly. He planned it between him and his dad and spoiled me and his sister. His sister, Jordan, and I, they spoiled us. I just want to say I love your heart, Aaron. I love how you always do extra things to make it easier for me. You are a jewel in my life. <laughs> yeah, you gave me a mic, so I'm going to do it. Any single and beautiful, but you got to go through the mama. And Jordan Raquel, listen, this girl makes me think every day that I am the most beautiful thing that God created. She always has positive words for me. And I'm sorry, I'm such an emotional person. So it is just wonderful. After all the spankings and all the things, it's worth it. Listen, when your kids are little, you think, oh, this is so annoying. I can't wait till they go to sleep. But listen, they, it works. It turns out they will be great adults. To show them, they watch what you do. So you be caring, they'll turn into caring individuals. Anyway, back to the Bible. When Paul addressed the believers in Ephesus, he wanted them to know that they had been given spiritual resources and weapons, more powerful and effective than the enemies. Paul wanted the believers to be equipped, just like we want our children to have everything, have the book bag, have the pencils. You have your shoes, you have your lunch, you have everything. Let's go. Paul wanted them to be equipped with everything they needed to succeed and to establish them in their walk, just as we do. Moms, we see the potential in our children. When they're little, you're like, okay, you're a good reader. There's something in that. Maybe you're going to be this. Maybe you're going to be that. You're good at this. You're good at that. We try to point point out those things that our kids are good at. Paul was trying to encourage these new believers. So we're going to go to Ephesians uh, 1, 17 through 19. There you go. And it says, I pray that the God of our Father, that our, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation 
in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, freed from ignorance, ignorance and misinformation, so that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what is the wealth of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the mighty working of His strength. And then again, He prayed for them in Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his Spirit. Strengthened with power in your inner being through his Spirit. And that Christ, the resurrected one, may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length the width, the height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, that is a lot. That is a lot. Listen, we live. Sometimes we live like, like we're in chaos, but we, we, we've got these resources. We've got the answers. We just need to run to him. We need to um, extend and strengthen our spiritual mus muscles. Paul was encouraging the new believers, and I'm encouraging you today, just like he was, to know what and who they become when they accepted Christ. The power, the authority, and the blessing of this new way of living and walking this lifestyle out. It's the same for us today. This is what I want to share with you in the best way that I can. That you could come to the full understanding of who we become when we cross the border from the kingdom of this world into the kingdom of God. We live differently. We see differently. We go through the same thing our neighbors does. Our lawnmowers break, so do theirs, but we handle it differently. We have a God that, that, that is powerful. We have a God that provides. We have a God that makes a way when there is no way. I know it. I've lived this. I've lived this with Lonnie, 31 years. Trust me. Lord, help me to share what you want, would want me to share today. Make it plain and clear, Father. I know there's someone here that needs to hear this. God put this on my heart for you this morning. In Paul's prayer, he asked God for things that every born-again believer needs and has a right to. The foundation of understanding who we become when we join the kingdom of God. So these are just a few points. Point number one, that you would fully receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I am leaving you, but I am sending the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that he would daily increase our knowledge of God. You see, Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear or reverence of God is the beginning of wisdom. Knowing God gives you an edge. Knowing God and being wise are tied together. If you're a teenager and you're in high school, if you know God, you have an edge. You can say a prayer in your mind, Lord, I don't know everything I studied for. It's not here, Father, but I need you. I mean, you don't have to do all the dramatics that I just did, but you can do it in your mind and in, your, and in the bathroom or wherever. Breath prayers. I do breath prayers a lot. I do them in my bathroom. I do them when I'm doing the dishes. You can talk to God at any time. That Holy Spirit is alive and well in you. But he wants you to call on him. Sometimes he moves for us because he loves us so much. 
But he is, he wants you to call on him and he wants you to rely on him. See, God's wisdom is effective applying, wisdom is effectively applying God's truth to the twists and turns and the and dangers of everyday life. You are going to have the same dangers your neighbor's going to have. You are going to have the same sicknesses that everybody else has. We're in a fallen world, but we have the power of God. We are in the kingdom of God. There is a difference in the way we walk and in the way we talk and in the way we live. We have the word of God. You see, trying to be wise without God is like flying a plane without a control tower. So I can get in my cute little pink plane and say, I want to go this way. Oh, but the sun's shining over there, so I want to go. But if I don't have anybody controlling, there could be a plane coming this way, another plane coming this way. You see, we all need someone who can see what we can't. And that is the Holy Spirit. And that is the power of God that we have access to. Again, knowing God and being wise are tied together. Point number two, it says that God the Father would strengthen you from the inside through his Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Who doesn't want power? I want power. I want power to know. I mean, I'm not going to always know what's ahead but the Holy Spirit can give you a knowing. Have you ever been in your car and you're ready to go shop somewhere or do something and it's like something just says, uh-uh, no. Or all day long you're like, nah, stay home. Do this, do that. And you know, sometimes when we first start out, we don't pay attention, we just go. We just go on and the Lord is gracious and merciful and his angels watch over us. But that's the Holy Spirit because he, you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. When you have accepted Christ, he comes and he's sealed within your heart. But it's just like uh, our walk with God is like a muscle. We have to strengthen that muscle. Work. We go through experiences. We go through hardships. And the more we go and we trust in him, the more we grow. Hallelujah. But he, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you for leaving us and sending your Holy Spirit to comfort, to teach, to encourage, and move in us. Move in us, Lord. Wake us up. We need to pay attention, especially in these times. Listen, if you know it is through COVID, through this last year, God has been good to you. God has been good to me. He's been so kind to us. Sorry, I can't help that. He is so good to us. Number three, that the same Christ anointing that was upon Jesus would dwell within you through faith. No matter what you're going through right now, I know with this amount of people that are here, you're going through something. We all are. We're all struggling. Somebody's struggling with something. He's here for you. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus flows through you and is available to help you in whatever circumstance you may find yourself. He is here. Number four, point number four. It said that you would be grounded in the word of God in your walk and daily life with roots that sink down deeply in the love of God. You know, I watch trees. I love trees. I love plants. Ask my family. Every plant, I want to pluck it and take it home. And 
I just love, I love it. And spring is my time because I want to see the green and I want to plant things, new trees and all that. But if these trees don't go through the root process, if they don't have deep roots, they will not weather the storms. So you see a beautiful tree and you see why she planted a tree and I planted a tree and it just didn't because you didn't set it up right. You have to have the right foundation. Doesn't that remind you of your family? Your family is a family tree. You have to have the right foundation. Listen, I have so much respect for every one of you because you have made Sabbath or spending time coming to the house of God every Sunday. You're showing your children the part to prioritize one day, one day of the week, one day, a few hours to give God time to talk to you, to move through you, to speak to you, to speak to them. You are setting up the foundation and the roots for your family. And he also says, giving you an understanding and knowledge of all its dimensions. That's he's talking about the love of God that is only possible as you join and work elbow to elbow corporately with other believers. So we grow by reading the word of God. Read the word of God. It's there for us. You know, there are countries that don't have Bibles. And we're sending money. We're sending money to, to several evangelistic programs to get the Bible out there in people's, different people's languages. Talk to God. Talk to him like you talk to me. Talk to him like, like he's your best friend. I mean, I tell the Lord, Lord, I lost that earring and I'm freaking out. It, Lonnie bought me this beautiful earring and I lost it. Father, help me to find it. I know that sounds silly, but he's my friend. He's my friend in the big things. He's my Lord. He's not my genie in a bottle, but he's my God. And, and I'm worried about this. So I want to just give it to him to, to take care of it. And listen, I may either just forget about the thing or he, it shows up. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. You're so faithful. Because he hears me in the big things, but he hears me in the little. He's right here with me. So you want to grow, read the word. Talk to God. Listen to worship music. You hear all this stuff? This stuff is on YouTube. This stuff is on um, uh, everything. Sound. I can't even remember all the, all the things that I have besides Pandora and all the worship music is out there worship music is like a sermon that's just going just to music it's filling your soul it's filling you it fills your room your house if you have chaos and depression and you're feeling negative today put worship music on ask andy ask becky what was that song you sang on sunday who sings it listen to this music let it fill your soul it'll grow it'll do something for you it'll grow your spiritual muscle but another way to grow is serving. We have several needs here. Madi, how many people do you have on your team? About six. And I'm telling you, I see the same six. They're awesome. And I love them. But listen, it would be so nice if we could have those six people serve the next month. And you come in and serve along with them. Because you're going to be rubbing elbows with some awesome people. And those people are going to encourage you. And you're going to encourage each other. And the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. Serving grows us up. Step up. We're going to start opening up our children's ministry, I believe, as you said, Patty, in August. Patty's going to need teachers. Patty's going to need teachers. We don't want the same teachers that are doing greeting to turn out to be teachers, to be doing the cleaning team. Emmy. Emmy. Awesome Emmy back there. Listen. 
there are some days that I know Emmy is by herself. But although everybody is so kind and we all step up and everything, but we need people. We're going to open up pretty soon. Pretty soon, everything's going to be opening up. I am praying in the name of Jesus because I'm so tired of this COVID thing. But when we, as we do, we're going to need more people. You want to grow? Read the Word, pray, listen to worship music, serve, step up. It'll grow. And listen, Pastor Jose and Becky, they'll they'll grow you. They got a way. They believe in us. So grow. Step out of your comfort zone. We are covered by God's Spirit. God's going to grow you, and it's a good thing. So remember, also in Ephesians, it says to be filled with all that God is, his power, his righteousness, righteousness, right standing with God, his glory, his all, because after all, he is and can do far more than you can ask, dream, or imagine. I'm going to say a little story, and I don't know why I felt prompted to say this this morning, because, but maybe it's going to touch somebody's life. You know, a few years back, I should say, Lonnie and I have been married 31 years, so I want to say it's been almost 40 years. Wow. That tells you how old I am. Um, I was, <laughs> thank you, I, I was married before. And I thought, you know, this was going to last forever because we had gone to school together, went to college together. But I kind of went off and was traveling with a band and everything. But we did it. We got married. And no, 15 months later, divorce. And let me tell you, that to me spelt failure. No one could see it. I looked normal. I, my career was going great. I had moved back to Texas from New York, where I grew up. Um, but my point is this, is I had set in my heart, I will never marry. I am going to serve God single and free and go wherever God says for me to go. And um, listen, the Bible talks about God doing above and beyond. You ask God for this, and he will show up. And listen, you ask God for this much, and he says, I'm going to show you, honey. And he does this. Because I thought I would never in a million years ever, ever trust another person with my heart. Never. Because I, I was hurt. I had a wall. I had built a wall. And look at, I looked good. I sang. I did all the stuff. I was working in a career where I was doing a great job, advancing and everything. But then I met this guy. And um, listen... I gave him a hard time. I, I, I gave him a hard time, but that's not the point. The point is this. God had a plan. God had a plan. God always knew that I wanted to have some beautiful brown babies. And listen, God, so God knew that was in my heart, but I was like, mm -mm, done, never, failure, no, no more divorce for me. And God knew, and God broke through, and God did. I asked for this, and he gave me this. Listen, what he did for me, he can do for you in a whole different way. It doesn't have to be just like me. It doesn't have to be just like the next person. I think of Paul Edwards right over here, a wonderful man, a great father, a great provider who blesses us. A few months back, was without a job. Listen, that's hard on a man. But God, but God, and listen, God... But God, but also an amazing wife that God blessed him, I'm sure, was keeping him down. But to this, right now, Paul is working. Paul is back. Listen, God can do that to, for you. 
God is good. God is good. Again, back to Ephesians. Okay, people, bring it back. Bring it back. I know. Ephesians 6, 11. I, I love this. This is something that I would do every day with my kids. I probably drove them crazy. We learn to put on the full armor of God so that you could stand against the schemes of the devil. It's not that those bullies are going to leave you alone. It's not that the feelings of insecurity at school are going to immediately disappear. But there is, a, that you're teaching your kids to call on God and God's power and that they have the power to protect themselves with the power of God. Okay? And so I used to stand there with my kids every morning and it was like, head, remember, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, we have on the belt of truth the gospel sandals of peace. We take the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. And then I added, and no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper in Jesus' name. And as they got older, we would get in the car and Aaron would start saying it. He would beat me to it. Jordan would start saying it. They would beat me to it. And now, I don't know, I don't put them to bed at night, but I pray in the name of Jesus that they're doing it. And Aaron tells me that sometimes on the way of work, he puts it on, you know? He puts on the full armor of God. You teach your kids. These things. You see, standing firm in the armor of God doesn't stop the spiritual warfare from raging, but it stops it from defeating you. Your neighbor who doesn't know Jesus can be defeated by any little thing. Life is going to throw the hardballs at us, people. It does to every one of us. But we have the power of God. I believe that as you pray these scriptures and meditate on these verses of Ephesians, God will reveal to you the true standing of grace and authority you have before him. See, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. The people are real. The problems are real. They're just not the root problem. Because the battles we fight are mental. They're here. We must realize this, that our losses come because we don't have the, don't come because we have the word of God but because we have the Word of God, but we need to embrace it. You know, sometimes you have to put the Word of God on that problem. You have to put the Word of God, call out the, the Word of God, the promises of God on a situation. It's one thing to understand the promises and another to allow the Word of God to strengthen our minds so we have more confidence in the spiritual realm than what we see before us. Because too often we get overwhelmed because of the natural realm or what we see than believing that the forces of God are backing us up. My final slide says, the spiritual is eternal and unbeatable. We have to learn to call and search out the Spirit of God who has resources we will never, ever have access to in the natural, physical world. So stop focusing on what you can't do and start focusing on what God can do. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.